Boom, I've had that song stuck in my head for the past, I don't know how long. Anyways, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. The new year is here, so that means the new ProLine offers are here, okay? You can earn up to $100 in tokens all month long. Spend $25 or more on a single ProLine or stadium bets wager on ProLineStadium.com from January 1st all the way to January 31st and receive a $10 free play token that can be used on ProLine.com or stadium bets. Fantasy or futures. A total of 10 tokens can be earned during the month of January. Earn up to $100 towards ProLine. Tokens must be earned and used by March 31st, 2023. Bet on ProLine all season long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Must be 19 years of age or older. Back to the real world as we're calling it here in the High Button Sports Studio. We had a extremely busy weekend with streams, with uh, planning for the Ice Jam and everything. And we didn't even have time to sit down and do a, a recap of the World Junior Championship that just happened uh, or Canada won a gold medal, obviously, or if you're not living under a rock, you're aware of that. Um, but that's exactly what this podcast is. We just want to talk about the events that happened, how much fun we had, how much fun you had. We saw all you guys cheering and having a great time. We were in the crowds with you. Um, and we just want to essentially recap uh, everything that happened for the city, not necessarily the the, the championship and the, the tournament, but how great that this was for the city and, and the momentum that it's going to build uh, going into the future for professional sporting events, for other tournaments like the World Juniors. Um, we're just buzzing here at High Button Sports. We know the city is, and we just want to carry this energy into 2023. So uh, in-house podcast, we got myself, Justin, a.k.a. Belly. We got Matthew Dudelay, a.k.a. Dudes. And we got Jeff Warburton, a.k.a. The Producer. It's going to be a great episode. I'm Justin. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. <laughs> Well, boys are going. We're back here in the High Button Sports Studio. What's that song called? Uh, how it, like back to reality? Back or no, that's to uh, life. That is a song. It, I'm thinking of Bill Nye. Bill Nye, nope. the science no. guy. But there is a song that goes back to reality. Yes, there is. That's exactly. so. Whatever, whoever sings that song, that song is just basically us. So uh, <laughs> obviously, if you looked at social media, if you looked at anything over the past. Uh, Two weeks in relating to the World Junior Hockey Championship. Just hockey in general. I completely forgot about the NHL. Oh my God, me too. You would just see High Button Sports having a great time when it comes to the World Juniors. And it was. <laughs> I, I tweeted out one of the most, most, if not most memorable two weeks in the company's history. Incredible. Um, Canada won. We'll get into that. And then, you know, yesterday, dudes and I are in the Sackville Arena freezing our asses off stream and U11AA back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and, you know, Jeff's hustling out there. We had a bunch of streams this weekend back to Rhea, and it was just what it was. Um, but, wow, boys, I could talk here for an hour, which we are going to do. Um, <laughs> dudes, how do you feel about, about everything? Are you, are you back into work mode? <laughs> are you still living on a high? Are you, are you back to reality? Um, as of now, I'm, you know, well, actually I messaged you yesterday at some point and I said, I'm back, but I'll be <laughs> honest with you. I, I was living on kind of a high man. I was, you know, all the people that I know over the age of 40, I seen, and my phone was blowing up because of the CTV interview, but none of my buddies under 
the age of like 35 seen it because it was on the news um but i'm back now this is a big week um we've been waiting for this week for a long time and this is kind of you know when we started to make a plan a couple years ago this is kind of how we envisioned it going so i lived on a high for a couple extra days i really did it was uh it was an an incredible experience especially as a 31 year old you feel like you're like 10 during the world juniors but no i'm ready to get back to it for sure and i just got a text from cj we got a stream tonight in uh oh do we yeah anyways we'll get into that jeff how do you feel from the outside looking in well you actually you got to one game i did which must have been nice you were at the square though right for the championship game yeah it was i was we went down we um me and my friends at like 4 30 p.m that night of the finals uh, my buddy picked me up after he was done his job and uh him and his girlfriend and the whole gang went out we went down tried a couple bars first we went to moxie's like that new one in the bottom of the convention center next to five guys went there at, like we probably got there at like 505 so the bronze medal game was still in so all those people haven't rolled into the streets yet so we were like all right we're ahead of the curve like let's get our spot in a bar and like we're ca- we're ca- like camping it the next five hours until the game's done went to moxie's they didn't have openings till they said like 8 30 <laughs> and this is at 5 30 so we were like okay uh that's so not you good do? so we went down to boston pizza there was a few spots open there by like the split crow Always. and then uh we split up actually we went two and two two of us went to boston pizza two of us went up and went to the roxbury so right on the corner there by you know everything and uh, we got in there. We got a corner booth and the table. They had TVs set up everywhere. Everyone was watching the bronze medal game there and Canada jerseys everywhere. And we basically camped it out until overtime. So the next five hours, we were uh, just like in overtime the in a Canada game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we were just like, you know, eating. It was full. You know, there was a line the whole night, people all over the streets. It was cool just to be able to like look out and see everyone out there. We saw Mavs going around with his camera, all the CTV <laughs> guys, Paul Hollingsworth. They were all setting up in front of Midtown. And uh, yeah, it was fun. We just went. And then uh, once overtime hit, we were kind of tired. You know, like I said, we were there for literally five hours in that corner booth. I went through like two chicken burgers, a bunch of beer. And then we went out for the uh, for the big convention center celebration in the middle. And I'll pause you there. There's few times in this life where police, security, anyone in authority says, <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's one of those and times. And this is one of those times. So my story on this is dudes was leaving the rink with a beer in his hand. Which I didn't know, full disclosure. And I saw security kind of just, you know, one, two step after him. And then I just saw this guy give up. Just literally, just, eh. He just kind of, the, the security guard just forgot what was going on. <laughs> and then he just, eh. And then the next thing you know, you step outside, ole, 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 ole. And then it's just everything's flowing in the streets. You're not a human. It's an out-of-body experience. You're kind of looking at yourself from above going, whoa. You're kind of floating. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever, like, skydived. I haven't, but it I must wish. be something very similar. Not doing that. You're just, you're just kind of... You just you let you let the city you let everything take adrenaline, control. Adrenaline, adrenaline for sure. And uh, you know you're hugging strangers. You're uh, that's how I kind of know the jobs in my DNA is. I automatically go to work mode, pull out the phone, and just start filming. It's not even a hesitation at this no. point. It's like okay, everything's happening. Phone. What am I filming? I don't know. It's gonna find the phone. It just it just. And the next thing you know, we're in a mosh pit, Olay. And then the next thing you know, we're we're somewhere. And then the next thing you know, it's pictures with fans and then the next thing you know in the in the urinal in the urinal 
Yeah, we were in the urinal at a bar after. Like, guys asking for a photo. <laughs> really? At the yeah, urinal? At the Coyote's urinal. jersey on. He's like, let's get a picture. And Belly's like, in the bathroom? And Buddy's like, yeah. And Belly's like, all right, well, if we're doing it in here, we're getting the urinals in the background. And Buddy's like, done. Like, we're in a Yotes jersey. <laughs> Is it because he was a high button fan or you just wanted a photo? Like, no, he sure. just wanted a photo of me, though. Yeah, of course he's a high button fan. <laughs> I don't know. He just loved my hair. I thought, maybe, hair. I thought maybe they wanted a picture of dudes in the full gear setup or some bullshit. Honestly, that like could have been it. That honestly. Wearing that gear, because you and I kind of, I know I talked a big game, and, and even <laughs> when I mentioned it to to the wife, she was like, no, well, you can't just talk shit and not do it. So then you and I were sitting at the bronze medal game, and we're contemplating how I'm going to do this. I'm in, and you got to think, Jeff, I'm looking at the dismount at this point, right? So you're, you're in the gear, that's fine. Um, but if we if Canada wins, and we go out, and I can't get into my gear, what do I do? So I can't have my gitch on underneath my gear and strip down out of my hockey gear and be an Under Armour, right? That's a big time no-no. So I'm thinking, thinking, finally we come up with a solution and it was to wear like my cargo pants underneath. Instead of wearing shin pads, yeah. I just wore thick pants. Okay. So it made it look like shin pads. And then I went with the pants and I even wore the jock to hold the socks up. A little <laughs> shin pad tape on. Um, elected to not go with the gloves. But the helmet man was a hit. Like I, I don't even know... I may have had a concussion by the end of that night for all the people that whacked my helmet. Really? But I really do think that the hockey fans, I don't think I, I might have paid for one beer the whole night because as soon as somebody seen us in hockey gear or with the high button flag, it was just, let's get a beer. Or, you guys want a beer or whatever. And it was just like, it was almost like that's what they were waiting for was somebody in full gear so they could buy <laughs> drinks for them. But it ended up being a great call. We figured it out. And I know you and I kind of went back and forth. Like, well, I just didn't want it to like let it ruin the night. I didn't want it to like be an issue in my head. Right. So if it was an issue in my head at the end of the bronze medal game, I just would have been like, come on, man. But it wasn't because I looked. So my thought process, I had three things. One, the smell. <laughs> Yeah. Two, the sh well, there's not not a lot of room to sit up there, so I was thinking shin pads yeah. in front of the seat, and yeah. then that means his legs would have been spread, which would have meant oh yeah, big man spread, which would have meant uh, less room for me. And then three, um, I don't even know what three. I think was. the runaround of like trying to get dressed and get undressed, maybe, and maybe that. Yeah. So those are my those are my that. three, just like I don't know, dudes. But then I think it was the third period, and I kind of just like looked around. And the next thing you know, I saw like four people with helmets on. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wait a second here, Justin. You're going to a gold medal game. Canada's in it. You're in Canada, your hometown. <laughs> Dudes probably knows 10,000 people here already. <laughs> Who cares? And then at this time, also liquor had something to do with it. You know, of course. You're yeah. just like, whatever. And then, yeah, we just kind of went with the flow and it, it turned out. It was awesome. I had a, like, there, there, there's no way I would have had it go different. No. It was perfect. It really it, was. It just, uh, it, it, it planned out and. I do the remember fact that Canada won too helped. One point during the game, or maybe it was after the game. To be honest, somewhere around the second period and the end of the game is kind of like one moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I remember you looking at me going, "Great call on the gear, dudes." And right then and there, I was like, "Okay, <laughs> so now is, you get yeah. a little extra fired up, right?" Because yeah. boss man's okay with it. So yeah, you, so you're good say, to go that with is something Justin would say. I, just, I was just worried about like the company because we're bringing the flag. Yeah, it's just like you got this guy hammered in gear. Uh, that's what I was worried <laughs> right. about. That's the only thing. But I, who get just those greasy old pants? Does I, it smell? Oh, Does it smell? Okay, so that just <laughs> reminded me of something. We're in in Tommy's hotel, and it's like you know. 6.30, we're getting ready to go down there. And so what Belly and I had to do was after the bronze medal game, we ran to my car yeah. over about the, I'm not going to tell where we parked because yeah, it's a secret a, location. That's crazy. Uh, so we ran to the car. It was about 10 minutes away. We sprinted. And the two of us aren't in the greatest of shape, right? So then we grabbed my bag. Now we're running downtown with a hockey bag with my Danbury Hattrick's 
Should have nosy. Leather hockey bag, and it's got my gear in it. So what we did was all the stuff I didn't need, we threw it in the trunk. Um, we get to the hotel. I'm getting the gear on. Belly's like, let's go, let's go. I find this little bottle of hand lotion. Do you remember this? And yeah. I'm like squirting in my hand. I'm wiping it all over my pants. And I'm like, Belly, can you see this? Because you obviously don't want the white hand lotion to be all over your hockey pants. These are my <laughs> hockey pants at the end of the day, but they yeah. are terrible smelling. So anyways, we ended up using the full tube. Belly's like, keep rubbing it on, keep rubbing it on. So I'm rubbing it all over, and then I get him to smell my pants. No, I, I, go, I, 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 go, I go, dude, do a casual walk by. So yeah. like he walked yeah. in front of me, did a spin, and walked away. I was like, I think you smell like flowers. You smell like a garden. So I smelled good. That's why I didn't go with the gloves. I put the gloves on for 10 oh, seconds. Yeah, no, and the I... gloves, don't get me wrong, they held, like, I took the glove off, and it held the beer because it was in perfect uh-huh. shape. But, man, it smelled oh. like I had my hands in, in shit for, like, yeah. the whole day. Yeah. So, anyways, I still haven't seen those gloves. Moral of the story, but yeah, we got through it with the uh, <laughs> with the tube of lotion, which I thought was hilarious. I'm rubbing oh, man. T- uh, lotion all over this my is pants. This just like out of your trunk at your hidden parking spot. Yeah, well, we brought the gear down to the hotel, and I got dressed there, so okay. we had our last couple drinks there too, which we had to pound. But we get there, and <laughs> Tommy's snoozing still. Oh, did just you have a hotel, bed. you guys? No, we but didn't. our buddy Tommy did. But they oh. were they Tommy and his brother went out the night before, and they were hurting. So we kind of went to the hotel. Not that we lifted spirits, but we weren't hurting like them. No. And uh, he actually lost his wallet the night before, so they had Ooh. to leave the hotel because the Scotiabank found it, the Scotiabank Center. So they had to oh, leave. Wow. The, they had to leave the hotel early to go get it to get through the lines. So then it was just me and dudes in the hotel room getting ready. So I guess you could say, yeah, we did have a hotel room for a bit, but for like twenty minutes, yeah, big dog yeah. stuff. <laughs> I do. Okay, you go. No, I was just gonna say I do remember the walk because I was super nervous to leave in my gear because you have that anxiety about it, and yeah, you know, I'm not a kid, so it's not really like that normal for yeah, a thirty year old to be. Yeah, funny. exactly, it's right? Cute, it's Anyways, funny. the first two people we seen it was this old guy and his son. I'm assuming, and they gave us high fives right away. So right then and there, I'm back in the saddle. You know what I mean? And then we we go in underneath the concourse because we went down underneath this time, which yeah. was really fast. Yeah. And people are like cheering and high five us and whacking the helmet and like, and just then and there you're going okay maybe this was the right call yeah right and I did do the the post and you can't make this shit up 187 votes 87 the number keeps coming up 87 bronze, is everywhere bronze medal game finished eight seven okay my phone's at 87 percent and uh, but the bronze medal game like what. That's the biggest thing I want everyone to take away from this. Forget the Canada games. Forget like the obvious things mm-hmm. that are gonna explode Halifax. Countries that are not relevant at all here, mm-hmm. people supported. Sweden, people cheering for Sweden. Visibly, people too. People che- like... cheering, cheering for Austria, Czech Republic. Mm. Just people don't care. People want to watch hockey. And it's, good it's, hockey. It's just there's, there's something to be said about that in today's world where everyone is so divided. I don't want to cheer for this country. I don't like you because you do this. Like No one cared here. And hence how some people say hockey's in such a bad spot. It's a terrible culture. People are such pieces of shit. It's male masculinity, all that. How can you look at what just happened the past two weeks and go, I don't know, the hockey culture looks a little damaged, if you ask me. Mm, When you just have people cheering for every country and every weirdest corner of the world coming to a place called Halifax, Nova Scotia and going, no, I'm going to cheer on uh, Austria. I don't really know anything about them, but they're entertaining and they're kids and they're going to remember this for the rest of their lives. So I'm going to support them and cheer for them. And if they score, I'm going to cheer just as loud as my uh, 12-year-old son scored. It's There's something to be said about that. I don't know what needs to be said about it, but something needs to be said about it in future endeavors when events come to Halifax, whether it's an NHL team, whether it's other national, uh, international tournaments coming here. Something needs to be said about the people of Halifax, not the event, something needs to be said about the people of Halifax. 
and I'll leave it at that. And it was incredible. And it, it's, I don't know about you guys, but I'm extremely proud to be here. I think that this is a, a great city to have this company in. And yeah, just wow. Just wow. I, I You know, we dudes and I, I don't even know if you remember 2003, but we were still really young. Yeah, we were 11. We don't remember the crowds. We don't remember anything. And I think you made a good point. There was no photos, not a lot of videos from 2003. So we don't. There's not a lot to go back to, but these videos, these photos, these memories will live forever. They'll live forever through this podcast. I know every podcast from now until I'm sipping a straw at 90, (laughs) I'm probably going to bring up the World Junior. So it's, uh, I don't know, there's something to be said. Really cool stuff. I agree on that. And on that note, that's honestly my biggest takeaway from the tournament is exactly what you just said. And the one thing I do remember very clearly from the championship game is from what you said, nobody nobody cheered for Czechia because they beat Canada, but every other country got cheered for. But in the Czechia. championship game, amongst all the craziness and the the drama of the game going to overtime, after Canada won and they celebrated, the one thing I remember from the game was when they announced the silver medals for Czechia, the rink erupted. And it was one of the most chilling feelings I've ever had yeah. because – Everyone hated Czechia because they beat Canada 5-2 on the opening night. Every game that they played in the Scotiabank Center, they never got cheered for once. It didn't matter if they were beating the team 10-0, the other team was getting cheered for. And that's what happened. Halifax turned their back on Czechia, but as soon as that game ended, the cheer from the crowd for Czechia's second-place finish was something I'll never forget. And I think this just stems back to me getting a little bit older. I think if I was 15 or 16, I probably wouldn't have noticed because I just would have been like pure Canada, but this, it was so cool. And you could see even when the goalie the che- got hurt and he got the back goalie up, got hurt. He got back up. The, the crowd just cheered good East coast vibe. Mm. And, but then this is what happened after that. Czechia stayed on the ice for this, the gold medal celebrations and every single one of their players cheered on yeah. the Canada guys getting their medal. Yeah. And that right there, I think is like the cherry on top of the tournament. And obviously Canada won. That's the cherry. But the biggest thing is that, when the people look back, they're going to go, wow, what a respectful, electric, just like crazy crowd that Halifax had. And and we have the video footage to prove this now. It was just the wildest thing. And even in the, the bronze medal game, Sweden, I was getting ready to leave because I wanted to get my gear on and get a few more drinks in me, right? And the place was electric. When Sweden would score, their place was crazy. Like when the USA would lose the puck, it was just like Canada was playing. And And I think that's just what you said of being proud to be from here and, and the market that we're in is um, it was, <laughs> it was really cool to be a part of for sure. Definitely. Bedard called the be- Bedard said it was the best city in the world. Granted, he's only been on the earth earth for like 360 months, but like <laughs> probably not even cause I think that's 30, but hey, yeah. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. The next generational player <clears throat> having a close connection with Halifax. I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And especially with what we work in like hockey, like, I think it means just like, you yeah, know, it means a well lot said. to us. Like yeah. we, every week we're working in hockey, we're around the local guys, you know, everything to do with like, you know, the moose sets, everything. So especially for us three and like high button, it's nice to see Halifax show up. So a couple questions. So you guys went to the bronze medal game. Did you see Quake's post on TikTok? Uh, should I call him? That guy, that was crazy, man. We, we were, did. Weren't we talking about well, that? Well, Quake was... Um, he texted me. He goes, are you yeah. at the bronze medal game? That was an epic I said, that yeah. Was an epic I said, yeah, why? Man. And he goes, um, well, back in 2003, me and Jai, a.k.a. Quake's father, was snuck into the gold medal game, and they're going to try to do it again. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Good luck. If you make it, let me know. 
but there was a few people that I got I got two messages specifically right. about this, and I don't know if it's because I'm from Fairview or people know I I've got a greasy bone in my body, but um, <laughs> they were looking for some some insight about yeah. the the arena, right? But we did spend the whole two weeks there, so yeah. But to be fair, Bell, you and I didn't really stray that far from our seats. Like I know a couple times you went to see Ziz and and those guys, and I just stayed in my seat, and I think have to be in a certain mood to want to go mingle with 9,000 people. Yeah. And that's after a couple draft beer, not after a couple jimmies. You know what I mean? I just want to sit there and take in the the experience. And I think that's one thing that you and I did really well was to be present in the moment because we did have a lot of stuff on our mind and we were still working behind the scenes on other things that weren't world juniors. You nailed it for not getting media passes. We did a, uh, we did all right. <laughs> Wiggy said to me yesterday, he goes, the three best quotes of the whole tournament was the 90 year old straw thing that you said, be a boy with Nick Hartling. And then my stupid 31 year old cheering for 18 year olds yeah. post game thing. And yeah. he was like, for, you know, for a company that didn't, we were just went as fans, you know, we made the most of our opportunity with content, but that's the beauty of the phones boys. And like you said too, you look around, there's content everywhere. If you just yeah. videotape the whole game like if we just walked around the rink the whole time videotaping you would have got so much content it was a blessing in disguise not getting media passes and everyone always talks about like oh like how do you become successful how do you do that like everyone has everyone wants to do well in life and i always say you got to fail everyone says this at least successful people you got to fail and you got to figure it out failing is us getting media passes at other events and not really building up to the best of our ability mm -hmm. yeah we did well at some other events you know telus cup whatever we got media you know all, all this other stuff mem cup yeah we did really well but I don't think we've ever done as well as not getting media passes for the World Juniors. Like we, we, we in that sense, it's almost like our brand is with the fans, not necessarily yeah. with the players Good interviewing point. them behind the scenes. But it took us seven, ten events to figure that out. Fail, and then you'll figure it out. It kind of makes me think maybe we should have done something like that for the Mem Cup last year. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we didn't do it because I think we were frustrated, like how that kind of all went down. But There's we, too much pro food we probably could have gone up. And done something similar. Obviously, it's not World Juniors. And it's not in our home city. It just but wasn't the same hype, though. We, it wasn't. Yeah. But, you know, there could have been. I think there was, well, you know, right. something there. Oh, my God. So, yes. There would have been some, some cool but stuff. My there. thought process is the bar down, guys. It, it's the same. We would have done the exact same thing. There, there's no. It's not a secret. And I think if we were there, I, th I think I, this is maybe me in my own head a little bit. But I think the IIHF and TSN have a little bit of a relationship. It's no secret. Yeah, and oh, maybe yeah. if like all oh, those high button guys are there, it's pretty similar stuff that we're going to be wanted to be doing. True. You telling me if I just went up to Kelly during the World Juniors, hey, can I get on the Zamboni right quick? We'll go for a rip. It wouldn't have happened. And then you see Jesse there on the Zamboni. You know, I don't yeah. know. It just, it, you know, like I don't know. True. It just, it just is what it is. The thing is, we just weren't worried about that. Once we knew we weren't getting media passes, we weren't even upset about it. Like we were still going. And the big thing was is that. It, the hype was there, so it, you didn't have to try to get content, I don't think. Like, there was no real... The content found you. There was no real, like, oh, we should plan this out and go try and do this. I think the biggest thing we planned was when I when I was sick at home and I got a message from my buddy saying there's three guys in the white camera suits, I think I texted you and you went down and got them, but that's pretty much it, right? But that goes back to, like, our fans, man. Like, the, the, the heads up that we got from, from that just because they knew that that was something on our brand. And that's kind of cool to look back, too, because those are the kind of things you just... Okay, cool. Yeah, I relay the message, and then you don't think anything of it after that. We were so quick. Like, dudes texted me, okay, three guys, white suits, pretending to be the camera guy. Like, didn't even have to explain what was going on. Just, like, bullet-pointed at what was going on. All of a sudden, in my head, I'm scanning the ring. Boom, there they are, two sections down. I get up, I go. I got a picture of them within a minute. 
Mm. Like it just goes to show you the chemistry within the company and yeah. how long we've been going through the grind. You don't even have to explain what's happening. Dudes is sitting at home, sees these guys on TSN, white suits, pretending to be camera guys, look around, look around, boom, see him down the, down my seat, photo posted within five minutes of the text of dudes yeah. sending it to me. It's before, just, yeah, it's before just, TSN even had a hold just, of them, you had the picture up there on high button. It's exactly. just, which makes me think to go into this ice jam, if something happens, what, can what can't we do? Like just, what, 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 give me a scenario that you don't think we can handle and just watch us prove you wrong it's just mm -hmm. what else what else you That's know kind of that stems back to our athlete days though too like how many i know i've been cut from thousands of maybe not thousands but you know 30 40 teams in my life and in the whole mindset it's either going to make you give up and go whatever i'm not good enough or it's going to go okay the hell with that next year or my next opportunity yeah. or whatever you present to me is going to get crushed next time because i am not doing this again yeah. and i think with the bumps and stuff that we've gone through it just I don't know. It's a good thing for our company to go through adversity. We always joke about it. We love adversity, but we hate getting it. You know what I mean? Because it helps you, but it sucks getting it. And that's just the nature of it. And it's a dumb quote, but it makes sense. Um, the big thing that I just remembered was people messaged and said, great coverage of the World Juniors. And I get a chuckle out of that because we didn't stream it. We didn't mic anybody up. We did a, an in-house podcast, I think, halfway through. Interviewed Bedard's dad. Interviewed Bedard's dad, took a couple pictures. We got a reaction video. You know, we were on the news a couple times. But, like, the fact that people reached out and said great coverage of the World Juniors is something that seems to me like it should have been texted to TSN, you know? But I get what they're saying because it's what you said a couple minutes ago. It's it's our, Most of our brand is with the fans. It's behind the scenes. It's the... Which kind of took us a little bit to figure out. Of course it did. Because you want to worry about the on-ice stuff and the quality on the ice and the players and what they're doing in the Michigans and all that shit. But really, at the end of the day, the reactions, the Olay chants, the O Canada at the end of the game, like those things are the things that got viewed the most. And because we were in the building on-site in real time, people just assumed, oh, that was great coverage by you guys. Really, we were just there trying yeah. to capture memories for ourselves. Yeah. And post them on our site. The only coverage officially was you guys having two seats in there. That was the only That's thing it. that we went into this with. Yeah. No plan, you know, no preconceived anything. Just you guys having two seats and, two and saying, all right, this is our busiest time we've probably had. You know, the most stressful time we've had, at least since I've been at High Button with everything with Ice Jam. We just, you know, didn't let it deter. And you guys went out and delivered, man. It was sweet. So speaking on that, the last question I had was, what was the uh, the picture there with Bedard's dad that last game? I saw you post it. <laughs> the high button flag in front. So I, yeah. I had this kind of planned the whole time, but I didn't want to do it unless they won. Mm -hmm. um, and he moved sections. So uh, apparently, I don't want to say, like everyone found out where he was. Yeah. So he moved to the opposite side everyone of the ring. Everyone knew his face after. Right? Yeah. TSN had him on. Yeah. We had yeah. him on, that kind of shit. So, so he just moved. And, um, you know... I always I I we I wanted to get a photo with him with the flag, and uh, as soon as they won, I spotted him, and I was like, okay, I don't want to, I can't like there's too much happening, I can't just sit, I gotta. So I they won probably like a minute after they got the goal in overtime. I said, dudes, let's go, let's just move. We can't sit here. There's too much happening. Um, so we went over, saw Bedard's dad. Took us like 15 minutes to get there too, by the way. Yeah. Three sections over. Yeah. Which was wild. 15, no, it didn't. Dude, it minutes? was man. Even in hockey gear, I was. You know, like you, there's everyone just piled out of their seats because they were heading to outside, but then they had to do the medal ceremony in you know, Canada. So it, it was, was just nuts. crazy. Yeah. 
And uh, so I saw him. And at this point, I don't even like ask him for a picture. I just put my arm around him. I go, Tom, let's go a photo. And he goes, all right, boys, let's do it. Because we had a good conversation before too. And uh, and we just grabbed a photo right quick. And we're like, yeah, we fucking did it. We did it. Let's go. We did it. <laughs> and grabbed the photo and uh, just, you know, one of those memories you'll never forget. Just really, really cool stuff. Three of the happiest home. looking guys in the rink, though, in that picture. Yeah. Like, he was, obviously, he's going to have a buzz on. Like, there's no secret there. There's 16-year-old, 17-year-old kids dominating the world tournament. And it's nerve-wracking. So, he's going to have a few beer. But when we, t- he didn't even hesitate, dude. And he's such grab a beauty flag, for this. Yeah. He And we didn't have to tell him to grab the flag. You know, like some people, you hold it up and they just kind of stand there. He put his arm around us, grabbed the flag, big, huge smile on. Like, you and I are, are dying laughing in the in the picture because there's just, <laughs> there's just so much emotion going into it, especially if you just allow the game to take you. Like, in, yeah. like when I go to Moosehead's games, I keep myself reserved. I don't, I'm not jumping up and cheering. The odd time on a nice goal, you jump up because it's a reaction. But when you fully emerge yourself into the emotion of the game when you actually and I gave a shit like I cared if Canada would have lost I would have had a tough night but when you emerge yourself in that emotion everything is just it's so real same with our the celebration video that we had that you ended up videotaping like those things are just real real emotions it wasn't planned it wasn't hey let's look as happy as we can be it's let's get a photo turn around we're all cheesing ear to ear and the rest is history and that's just something we can have forever and He's it was a, funny because we were getting the photo with him, like as his son was putting a medal around his neck. Like he might have missed seeing Connor get a medal as he's taking a photo with us. I thought about that after, but man, he'll, he'll see more medals go around that guy's neck. It's so crazy, it, man. That guy literally produced, like, he's the father of one of the, like, the next guy. Like, it's just, it, it's insane to think about, like, I don't know, <laughs> that, that there's, like, even some sort of relationship with him now at this point, like, where, you know, you talk to him a couple times, you got the photo, it's just crazy man yeah like, it is crazy that is like you know that's like mcdavid's dad like super like you know it's it's these guys like these are they that's the best they part made, like they produced for lack of a better word mm-hmm. the like the best hockey players on the planet yeah and they're like you know and there you are right after they win gold medal after his son has a record-breaking tournament right you three it's just posted up with the high button flag <laughs> big old like shit-eating grins like it, it's just wild to me like that guy is like his son is literally like the next guy. Exactly. It's not like, you know, just some NHL. It's not like some NHL player. It's the next guy. Generational. It's cool. I did see a tweet that was hilarious, and some guy tweeted at, he said, thank you, Tom Bedard, for having sex because oh, yeah. he created Connor, right? <laughs> but that's what I, that was half the hype was was coming to see him, and he delivered, dude. Oh. Like, he could have easily come here and been the next big thing and got shut down and shadowed, and no matter what the other teams did, this guy delivered. I think he was in on 65% of Team Canada's goals, which is ridiculous. There was one guy on Sweden that had a point per game in AHL. I think it was Lizelle maybe, and comes down to the tournament and doesn't get a point. Right. So it's like it could have gone either way. It's the big moment. It's the big stage. You're 17. Christ almighty, the guy probably barely has armpit hair and he's out there putting up eight points a game. Probably just got his learners, you know, like, <laughs> but he's the next big thing. And I think that's where the one common denominator of Halifax was being able to watch this kid. And worth Definitely. the price of admission. Definitely. Worth the price of admission. That was the word on the street that that worth, was worth going. Worth the, it was worth thousands of dollars. It was yeah. if you if you value memories and not material objects, mm-hmm. then that championship game yeah. was the place for you to be. I yeah. value memories more than I do material Definitely. objects. Maybe I do need a new car, but whatever. I I, I I value that experience, like I said on that interview, till I'm ninety sipping out of a straw. That's just that is what it is. Do you remember when that guy gave you a straw in the concourse? 
I completely forgot about that. Belly so, comes up to the. Do you want? Do you want to tell her? Do you want me I'll to? I'll tell it. So I was sitting in the beer. I was sitting in the beer lineup, and uh, I was just looking at the screen. So like above. So I wasn't even looking at this guy in front of me, but this guy in front of me was looking at me, and I, kept, I was like, oh, "What's this guy doing right now?" And all of a sudden, he he turns around, and I'm looking up like above the bar watching the game, and he hands me a straw. And at first, I'm like, "What? I don't. My beer's. I don't need a straw for my beer." Yeah, no one does that. Yeah. And uh, and then he just casually looks at me, no smile on his face. He goes, "When you're 90, hold on to this. You can have it." I was like, okay, thanks, man. Appreciate it. it. Completely the, forgot about it. Put it up it. in the studio. I don't even on. know. I don't even know where it is. No, no. when he got to the seat, he, he even cracked up, it open for him. And he had two beer, right? Because you don't, you're not going to buy one when you're down there in the lines. So you buy two. He comes up and he's got a straw on him. And I'm looking at him like, did have you changed or something like that? Like, why do you have a straw? And he goes, man, some guy just gave it to me downstairs and told me to keep it from when I was 90. And, I, and even then, I was like, what? Yeah, it took a second. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So yeah. So Jeff's, you said your dad heard it on the radio before it was on TV. What? Because you texted me. Oh like, did you, yes. So yeah. So Jeff messaged. What time does it come on the news? Six. Oh, it was pretty. Yeah. Then it came on the news at six. The radio was probably around like five thirty. It was probably about a half hour before. So Jeff. Text me. He goes, did you, my dad heard you on the radio. Did you say something about sipping out of a straw at 90? And I completely forgot I said that. I did, obviously, but I completely <laughs> well, forgot yeah. I, I I said that. And then when I saw it, I, at first I thought, Justin, you idiot. Why would you say something like that? But then it just kind of catches on. It's natural. Yeah, no, it's you know, funny. It's, not, it's not your typical answer. It's your like high button sports. It's not your typical pot. You know, it is what <laughs> yeah. it is. And yeah. it worked out. I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. When my dad told me that, he was like, he said something about sipping out of a straw when he's in a retirement home or something thinking about this game and yeah, i just started yeah. laughing i was like oh sounds I was like, like I got it. doesn't it i was like it's i was like that's totally something he would say i messaged you i was like that's did you sad. say this you're like yeah i was like oh man i was like okay what's well, gonna be on the news so then i went over and then like a half hour later it was the lead story too on cbc that night which has never CTV happened to me ever cbc yeah it was cbc yeah like it was the it was the lead story and i was like they're gonna play it early like and i was like and if we make it on because obviously he was here filming that day I was like, it's gonna be right away, and like three minutes into the like the main news broadcast, and it was there. It is Justin. You guys, first of all, it's you two, and then it was Justin on his own, and then me in the background, and I was just like, I was so geeking. story behind that when um, when Paul called me from CBC was like, hey, can I come over just do a quick little interview, whatever? I was like, yeah, let's do it, and it looked great because it was the first time, not the first time, but the most people from High Button Sports that were in the studio at once. And he didn't. They didn't plug any of that stuff on to the the news, which it's fine. I'm not, it I'm not complaining, but it just looked really good from a optics. Yeah, optics. it looked good business from optics, business optics yeah. that there was you know ten guys in here while dudes just pointing at the screen while Jeff's on OBS, and it just it was a great photo we took, um, and it I you know man, yeah just great just yeah. touch. and you talk about timing. The you, big you, part you, for you, me is that we're working while the world, amongst the, all of the chaos in the World Juniors and everything, because that's what everyone's thinking about. Yeah. We're here grinding behind the scenes. And I'm not saying there's people out there that don't do that, but it's stemming from the point that you made where it's the first time we had, I think we had 10 guys in here. And that, that's a big moment when you have to hire people. And that's the morning after a, a big game. I remember the yeah, semifinal. That, that, was, that was the morning after the Slovakia the, goal. The Slovakia goal. Yeah. The morning after. Woke up, 10 guys here at 9 30 a.m grinding training people through a program called obs you know what i will say about that is that game kind of set because a lot of these guys like a couple guys i had already known a couple guys i hadn't met same vice versa for everybody there was guys here that hadn't met each mm. other before but the one thing that got us buzzing down here was because you and i were at the game 
the first question people asked was, what is it like to be yeah. at the game? So we had this common thing that we could connect on right away. And immediately this place turned into a brotherhood. Like it went from like, Hey, how you doing? I'm dudes. I'm Justin. I'm, you know, Troy, whatever to now we're all buzzing about this game. And then all of a sudden it just became a much more relaxed environment. And that's kind of our goal. And you say this too. We've both been in shitty work scenarios where you're just blah, 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 learn, 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 try and retain all this. Now go. And we don't want to be like that. We want it to be like a team thing because that's what we know. We played on teams our whole lives. That's what we know. Being a good teammate, relying on the other person beside you, wanting to do it before for the guy beside you, not panicking if you look over and see the guy. And that's kind of what, and that's what I noticed. I was sitting here and everyone's like talking about the game and it was buzzing and we all were, got along and we got to know each other and then bam, it was just such a great scenario all day. And then Paul comes from CBC and you know what? I'll say the guys that were here pretended like he wasn't even here. He was a fly on the wall. And that's hard yeah. to do, even for me, who's been, how much How much have we been in front of the camera for the last few years? You know, it's let him do his thing. These boys stayed super attentive. This is, you know, the first time you and I've run any sort of, you know, meeting. work meeting. Like, you know, I've, I've talked in a dressing room before and this and that and get the pucks in and we got to be better. But like never once have I had to run a crew of people and I'm sure you can say the same. So it was really cool to see, but I'm, uh, it was cool to have the connection right away on, on a common common thing yeah. that was a special day for sure we got to get that picture that uh he posted to his twitter yeah. framed and hung up after ice after ice jam goes recording and ever after it's all said and done that picture of all of us just dialed in on the screen justin's sitting over there with his like you know taking a look dude's explaining something i'm on the computer trying to like show what i'm show explaining what, show what you're explaining <laughs> yeah it was uh yeah that was definitely that was a cool, a cool one for sure. That that whole day was was one for the books. That's I why think. I was living on such a high. When I texted you, I was like, "Man, I'm still fired up." Because it wasn't just the World Juniors. Yes, that was a big part of it, but it was kind of the whole two week process where it kind of started slow. You know, we went to a couple games, and then Canada lost, so the the buzz kind of diminishes a bit. And then you start to go to other games, and then Canada starts winning, and they're back, and the and the the hype. It's just like if you had a graph, it would have been like yeah, it would have been like this yeah, <laughs> back down across. Then we got on the news, and Paul came in, and it was like this, and then a crate right across the flat line until the World Junior final, and then it was like bam, spiked up again, and it was just wild. And I think it's hard for me because I'm a memory person. I would rather spend five thousand dollars on a memory than five thousand dollars on something I'm gonna have for 10, 15 years. That's just the way I think. I love reminiscing. I love looking back and I'm the one that's usually sparking all the stories years down the road. I'm like, you remember this? And you're like, Oh my God, I forgot about that because that's how my brain works. And that's why I was living on such a high was because of that. Yeah. The little bit of TV time builds the hype a little bit, but it was just so much happened and and it's hard to even remember it all, but it's, it was just such a crazy experience. And like, I don't know if I could ever, if you could ever duplicate it. Oh, I know. I think about that. I was thinking about this today. I was looking at the IIHF Twitter account. Like they're out doing the women's under eighteen national tournament somewhere in the world. Like imagine Sweet. working for the IIHF. That'd be pretty sick. Every I might get old. Like I don't know, traveling. Like, tiring traveling. But like you know, the IIHF they're off to another tournament right now where they're representing uh, hockey on a national stage. Yeah, boys are just they're just buzzing. I guess, I gotta, but you know, keep going. Our stuff is, uh, yeah, there's a point to that, but there's also a point to, like, our stuff is, like, I like there's so many memories. Like, there's a few I was thinking about this the other day, you know, when you're laying in bed thinking about the ice jam and it's keeping you up at night and you're just kind of thinking everything. about everything. And it's, like, there's been a few distinct times, like, through the, hot, through the time I've been at High Button where it's, like, 
it's like these are like this is one in the like, you know a really special experience. The baseball in this past summer was one of them. Yep. The QMJHL Cup was another one. True. This whole World Junior thing, Ice Jam, you know this thing. The female Atlantics last year, you know, there's about a handful of things that really stick out to me from my time working here. Like just where it's like events because like we're all doing it together. We're solving it. You know what I mean? It's just big moments. So. Another one like this, just to be like put in the bank, and like the fact that it just all lined up so perfectly. Like we, I feel like we have so much to like thank Bedard for. It's just <laughs> such like, a perfect year. Like love for you, it. son. Like it was just like it was so awesome that like like Halifax has like adopted him. Like there's that video yeah. clip, like the and then there's like you know boy. all the signs, and it's like he's saying we're the best city, and it's like just like you for years and years and years into his career, like people are gonna remember Connor Bedard, right? Because he did that. Record-breaking in Halifax. In Halifax, the record-breaking tournament, like most goals, in most Halifax. points in Halifax, like so, so special. Thank you. Like, so made it so much better having him. I yes. said this, I think, on the last podcast that this had the potential to be the best World Junior Championship of all time. Of all time, where do we sit right now? Um, all time is tough because I'm only thirty. Now, of course, I've watched probably twenty-six World juniors i'm guessing maybe i was a little bit older six seven but i think the numbers number one don't lie so if you look at the analytics for the analytics people out there i mean we were sitting in the rink when they announced that scotia bank hit a new attendance record it was like eleven thousand ninety six or ten thousand that's the people that they know of yeah plus quake that's people that's people the, with yeah. that's people with legitimate tickets <laughs> yeah. if you looked around the rink and the standing room the the, the that, that, that's why dude said at the end when they won it took 15 minutes to yeah. get to bedard's dad because there's people with no seats there's there's people just around I think it's up there, though, man, because... There's probably 12,000 people in there, in that room. It, it's, it's, it's so much more than just the on-ice product, I think, for what the most memorable World Juniors. It's the bar scene, and granted, we didn't, I didn't go to many bars. I only went to one, Dirty Nelly's, at the end of the game, so shout out to them because they were awesome. Um, but just like looking at video footage, and that's the beauty of this the, these days, is you get to see things that you weren't actually a part of, and it, just the bars, they were full. When we were doing street interviews, man, boomers... Everywhere is the Roxbury. Everywhere is down on that strip, completely packed. Um, the rink, completely packed. The atmosphere never died. Um, the booing of the United States, the cheering of other teams, like the attendance records. You don't think kids from Germany or Austria are getting say. cheered for? Aren't going to sit back and go, holy shit, boys. That was wild. Because you do kind of not want to think of it as a player. You, you want to take it in as best you can, but you have a job to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're on the big stage. But... Imagine coming out and going, ah, there's not going to be anybody here. And you look out and there's 8,500 people in the stands. On a Wednesday nuts. at 2.30. So attendance, electricity. Records. Um, records being broken. Records. Talent. That's also true. Talent, because this is the next, no matter Canada or not, these are the next big dogs, right? Like the Sandine Pelica guy on Sweden. Like these guys are all the next big things. So I definitely think, and like, you know, the, the TSN people say the that it, it's probably one of the best uh, world juniors that we've ever seen and it, and that's why I was so hyped because it was to be there and be in person and live in the rink that pretty much creates your dreams as a kid in Halifax when you're growing up the Mooseheads are the big wigs you're trying to win the six foot sub you're waving your t-shirt when you're eight nine years old you get a skybox with your team to see it all almost come full circle and obviously we weren't on the team although it looked like I was kind of um, it's that's what makes it super special and I think that's a lot of the feel in Halifax because it was just, I explained this to a couple of the other boys. It was like a high school reunion that you wanted to go to. 
and I'm not saying I wouldn't go to mine, but I'm saying this is like a hockey homecoming for us. So every person that you ever played with or against in your generation was at this tournament and they can all share this same experience. And I think that's what kind of made it electric for everybody is everybody yeah. sharing that thought process. Like people won't talk about the weather anymore. It'll just be like, remember that time, 2023, when we were at the World Juniors <laughs> together? Fuck yeah. the weather, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I want to say something about the venue. If For the first time in a long time, I don't remember the last time the, when the World Juniors was in Canada, when it wasn't in a junior rink. Every yeah. time I remember, it's in, you know... Edmonton or... Edmonton or, like, North Toronto. America. It's it was been in, in Buffalo, Toronto, Montreal. Toronto, Montreal. I don't remember the last time it was just in a, a junior city. So you have to think of the scenarios and the optics of that, of it actually for one, for the first time in a long time, it being in a junior city and the junior city delivering. The people of the junior city delivering. Oh, man. And the yeah. timing of it. Like, you know, Bedard only has two years of his life to be, I guess he has more than two years to be yeah. playing for the World Juniors. But he, like, won't he won't be, be there next year. No. I'll it tell you that right now. won't be loaning him. I don't Chicago, know. whoever takes him isn't, uh, yeah. oh, I'm getting they're, a call they're, here. they're not risking a leg injury. Yeah. Um, How much time are we right here? Um, 45. All right, sorry about that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I just had to take a, a call there. Uh, my apologies. We're going to end this podcast today with giving Quake Matthews a call and we're going to get a, a story from him of how him and his father got into the gold medal game here. So, And to be f- clear, we're not condoning this kind of stuff. It wasn't our idea, but it's a great story. Definitely so, not our preface. idea. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Are you, uh, are you ready to tell this story here? We're at the last uh, 10 minutes of the yeah, podcast. I'm ready. Okay, so how did it go? How did it go down? Are we on the air right now? No, we're on the air right now. You're on the high button podcast. I'm on the high button podcast. Okay, first of all, I'm not admitting to anything. I'm going to take, take a page out of O.J. Simpson's book and say, if I were to do it, this is how I would have did it. <laughs> so, really, if you're looking to sneak in a game, um, you know, there's a couple ways to go about it. Um, Back in 2003, I will, I will admit, we did sneak in. Statue of Limitations is up. My cousin had the real ticket, and we had two tickets unused from like a, you know, like a preliminary game before. And um, so my dad fanned out the three tickets and then closed them shut, said three, and then the guy ripped, looked at the top ticket, the real ticket, and ripped them all at once. Now you can't really do that these days with you know the phone scanners yeah. and phone tickets and everything else. So if you were to do it, um, you almost got to go to a game before, like the bronze medal game, and stay in the arena. And uh, yeah, that's what I would would have done if we <laughs> did it. Um, you know what I mean? So so what? Overtime. You need overtime. Overtime helps your cause, right? Yeah, less time to get ready. Like, less time to get. Why I don't know why they wouldn't put the bronze medal game at like one thirty, say right? Because like, you know, the doors open at six thirty. The game goes to overtime. That's going to lead you to like six twenty. So then they got ten minutes to clean the arena and then start letting people in for the gold medal game. So really, you only got to disappear for about ten minutes. And I mean, it's not that it's not that hard, man. So how do you how do you disappear for ten minutes? If you were to do it, if you were to do it, if, if I were to do it, I would have probably just, um, you know, the uh, these the stairs on the side that goes to the upper bowl by the TSN booth, and then you can get up to the box. Yeah. Um, you know, I would walk around up there a bit, and then if anyone stops you, just ask where the lost and found is, and then uh, you know maybe. <laughs> 
Maybe maybe be on your phone and be like, yeah, yeah, he's up there looking for it. I lost my wallet. He's up there looking for it. I don't know. I'm just gonna wait here and sit tight if anyone walks by. And then pretty before you know it, ten minutes will probably be up. They start letting people in. You go down, grab a beer. Let's go. <laughs> That's incredible. Make no mistake, the bronze medal game will be at one thirty next time the tournament's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the bronze medal game. Um, you know, my dad is. Uh, he said he's got to go to the Moosehead game Thursday, and now they're posting it on iHeartRadio and C100, and he's scared that he's going to get recognized and uh, get banned, banned from the Moose games. No. But, but you know, it's only. Uh, it's only a legend, you know. It's uh, it never, it never. It's for, it's, it's, for, it's it's the events in the video were dramatized for social media. You, know, you can't believe everything on social media these days. Half these TikTok <laughs> videos are fake, anyways. But it, it, it's a feel good story, nonetheless. Maybe we'll write it into a book one day, a fictional book, of course. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, well, that's a that's a hell of a story, and most importantly, that's a that's a hell of a memory if it ever does happen one day. Yes, um, you know. It's, 20 years apart, man. What can you do? That's, that's, uh, that's a memory of a lifetime. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll let you go. I know you got tons of things to do. Um, I appreciate you taking the call for a little old high button. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, no worries. Any time, man. No worries. All right. You're the man, Quake. All right. All right. All right chat see soon. You. See ya. See ya, brother. <laughs> So there's the there's the legend right there. That that's uh, seems like a pretty good plan if you were to try to do it. I lost mean, and found's a big one. Where's the lost and found? I would have laid in the top row of the rank and just like been anxious as hell, just laying flat completely. Because you know <laughs> you only got ten minutes to to clean the rank. And shout out to the cleaners because you've seen the crew of them. But if I'm the cleaner, I'm doing the lower bowl and maybe the first couple rows of the upper bowl. I'm not going up to the top of section forty two and doing the last row in the building. I'm just not. So. No. You could just lay up there, potentially, but uh, I'm not a greasy guy. I would never try and do anything like that. Me neither. <clears throat> but people were met like, eh, I'll let it be. It is what it is. What do you want us it, to it, do? Well, it's an interesting time how, like, a lot of people are tr- struggling to find workers. A lot of yeah. people are tr- struggling to find security, cleaners. Like, you, like when I, you should have seen the cleaners coming in last second, like, after the bronze medal game. Like, you could tell half these guys have never held a broom before, but they're just <laughs> trying to get people in there to clean really quickly. And they did go. a great job. They know they did. I'm not saying they did. Yeah, no, they I did know. do a great job. It was yeah. awesome. But it's just, it's, it kind of just kind of works out that everyone is short staffed. And if you want to pull a little move, hypothetically, you could. Um, it's not the first potential story I've heard over the week anyway, so. No, absolutely not. Won't be the last. Um, boys, anything you want to say before we wrap this up? I know, uh, we got the ice jam coming up. We're extremely excited. Everyone, uh, that's going to be there. Don't be shy. Don't be a stranger. Come up, say hello. We're going to be looking for you where you want to say hello to you. Um, we will be busy. So if we do cold shoulder, yeah, if we do cold shoulder, yeah. Don't be offended. It's because we're trying to fix something. Uh, but if we do look like we have some time, come up, say hello. We'd love to talk to you. We love talking to everyone that's interested in the brand called High Button Sports. Um, and yeah, we're really excited. This is a. It's interesting how we go from one of the most memorable two weeks of uh, the company's history to arguably the next most memorable two weeks of the company's history. It's 121 games, I believe, that we're going to be over streaming. Six ranks, six days. Over six ranks, six days, maybe five, five days. days. Five, five days. days. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a lot of work. We've hired seven extra guys. We've trained. We've gotten more equipment, more microphones, laptops, 
routers, you you name it. We uh, we've amplified to another level of the company of that uh, that we hope we can fulfill. That we know we're going to be able to fulfill. But with that come with that being said, there's some nervous energy. Um, but we're going to be fine because we got the right team. We got the right uh, we got the right people in place. And um, you know, can't fight fate. It's meant to be. I just want to say thanks to everybody over the fans for the last two weeks. The amount of times I heard high button yelled at us or high fives that we got or um, was just absolutely insane. And it's a little bit weird still for us to think that there's actual fans out there. And, and some of our buddies might be, you know, thinking fans, what are you talking about? But the amount of times I did a count one time and it was 14 times we heard high button. And, and it's, it's great to know that people are out there supporting us and we'll continue to support you guys as well. Yeah. Any podcast listeners at the Ice Jam, like you said, come say hi. You know, any of those players, going to be a lot of players around. So yeah. if you've listened, come, come, it up. come mention it. I mean, you might get, you might avoid that cold shoulder. Back if you're a fan. That song's going to end this podcast. All right. Peace. Drive safe. Ooh, yeah.